Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina. I'm an investment coach here at Sage Investors, and this is episode 56. Well, one of the things that kind of, one of my little pet peeves or annoyances with this whole finance investing thing is how the financial services industry and the investment industry pretty much goes out of their way to talk down to, talk down to us in terms of um, our inability to, to manage money, to our ability to buy and sell stocks, make, make investment decisions. And uh, they go out of their way, you know, the typical thing is, you know, well, we have the experience, we're professionals, we are formally trained, and we have all the experience and resources available that can make better investment decisions than you can, so we're probably in a better position to manage your money. And frankly, I've, over my years of doing this, I found it to be a bunch of garbage. I think anybody, I really, and it's one of the reasons why I do what I do at work as an investment coach, why I founded my practice was that I really believe any person out there is more than capable of being a successful investor, can make successful investment decisions. It's so much to the point that even when it's literally, I think an eight year old can make a really great, can be a really good investor. And guess what? I, I, I met one a couple of, uh, almost a month ago. I was at a financial uh, conference and uh, one of the speakers was this wonderful eight-year-old, this wonderful, charming eight-year-old girl who went and did a whole PowerPoint presentation, an Excel presentation, walking us through um, how to determine whether you should put your money in, uh, invest your money in an RSP account or in a TFSA account. And she went through all the different types of scenarios. This is an eight-year-old girl explaining to us how, you know, making investment decisions. And I was like, if she can do it, Anybody can do it, but the financial industry doesn't really have a vested interest in wanting you to know that because then they can look like the superheroes to save the day. And to me, the more I've done this, the more I think that's a bunch of bunk. And so the question is, you know, at the end of the day, what do you need to be a successful investor? You need to be do three, three things. You need to be educated. Yes, you do need to be educated to understand, but you don't have to have a degree or an MBA or anything like RCFA. You just need to understand some basic fundamental principles of how wealth is created in society. If you have that, that's a, per, that's a huge foundation for you to leverage up and make better investment decisions. Second thing is you gotta be engaged in the process. And this is really what I wanna talk about today. It's about, be, it's about practice. And I can only really speak from my experience that the only reason I became more proficient, I think I've become more proficient as an investor, more knowledgeable as an investor, is just I've practiced. Sure, I had all the formal training. I went to school. I did my BCom. I did my MBA. I took my securities course. I did all the formal stuff. But you know what? I learned more about investing after I finished my formal training. And a lot of it was just practicing. Practicing how to read income statements. Practicing analyzing companies. Practicing how to value companies. And making decisions. Both good decisions and bad decisions. Because you learn a lot from, from the bad decisions you make. And that constant iteration, and that's what investing is. It's a constant iteration, and it's, con it's a constant wash, rinse, re you know, rinse, wash, and uh, you know, recycle kind of thing, re and repeat kind of thing. That's investing. It's practice and practice. So why am I talking about practicing it's, uh, as being an important part of, of investing? And why am I talking about the financial services industry kind of talking down to us? Reason why is because I came across this article a while ago, and it's costs about, and the title of it is called 10,000 Hours or 10 Minutes. What does it take to be a world-class investor? 
And it's written by a portfolio manager working at one of these, you know, wealth management type of companies. And uh, basically the genesis of his, of, his, of his article here was that, and he says it in black and white, it's plain black and white, quote unquote, the 10,000 hour rule does not apply to trading or investing. Now, so for those people wondering what the 10,000 hour rule is, if you read Malcolm Gladwell's um, book Outliers, he uh, introduces this concept that uh, in order to become really proficient or, you know, uh, in, a, in a, any kind of skill, you need to devote at least 10,000 hours of hardcore practice to developing your skill, to practicing the skill, to developing, you know, the, uh, the, the, the core competencies for it. And so, and I, I, I totally, you know, I don't know at what's that really, but when I look at my path and my investing career and how I've been evolved as an investor and how I now, where I'm teaching it now, um, yeah, that's, that's what I did. When I started after I finished school, I, I spent literally every day um, reading financial statements, reading annual reports, reading income statements, um, analyzing ratios, crunching ratios, crunching numbers. I practiced. I practiced every day. And I figure now at my point in my career, I've been doing this for almost 20 years, I've probably analyzed my like, four or 5,000 companies. And the only reason I've made better, I, when I look at how I've made my investment decisions, a big reason is I've, I've practiced. And so when I read an article saying, you know, hey, the 10,000 hour rule does not apply to trading or investing, I get, I get really pissed because, hey, you know what? It does apply and it does, it's, it's an important factor. So this article basically goes down through a series of, uh, you know, kind of rationalizes why yeah, there's no point, um, you know, the 10,000 hour pro rule applies. So what he's trying to say is, you know what, you don't even need to practice anymore. You just, just, you don't need to do anything to be a good investor. And I really have a hard time buying into that. But so let's just kind of, I just wanted to share with you just this article and just kind of um, walk through what the, why, why do you think this, this, this doesn't, you know, 10,000 hours, why practicing and investing don't, you know, mix. So one of his first reason was talking about was because um, trading and investing is not tennis or chess. It is the complete opposite spectrum. Tennis and chess are games with fixed rules. Investing is a game where the rules, markets and probabilities are always changing. Yeah, investing is true. Investing is about making an educated guess because there's no way any of us can predict the future. But there is a framework to be, uh, so at the best you have to make educated guesses. So you have to have a framework. You have to have an ideology and how you go about evaluating a company or evaluating an investment opportunity. So there is structure, it's fixed. The outcomes are unknown, but the best at the best we can do is make an educated guess. And if we're making sound educated guesses, chances are we're gonna make more better, we're gonna make more successful investment decisions than unsuccessful investment decisions. So that's one element. The second area that he talks about is that, basically what he's saying is that it's impossible, you know, there's no point practicing in it because at the end of the day, investing is luck. It's luck, he calls it, quote unquote, luck trumps skill and investment outcomes. Let me say one more time, luck trumps skill and investment outcomes. And the reason why it seems like, um, and first of all, I'll bring it back to me. Um, is there an element of luck? Of course there's an element. There's, you could say that for anything. Pick any, uh, any skill, any task, any um, vocation, there's element of luck and some element of luck into it. But I really feel strongly that, you know what, hard work wins out at the end of the day. And I can only, again, point to myself and point to some of the people that I've worked with and help people make better, you know, teach people how to invest. And 
I'll point it back to me. I actually wrote a, an article uh, earlier in the summer where I just went through, I literally went through my last 100 investment decisions that I've made. And it, and it turns out those 100 investment decisions spanned almost eight years. So we're going way back to almost the time of the financial crisis. And out of those 100 investment decisions where I made a decision to buy a stock and then to sell it, out of those 100 decisions, 76 of those 100 decisions were actually were positive. I made money on them. Now, how much of that was luck or how much was, was skill? I like to think, you know, I guess, you know, we're looking through my own eyes. Somebody else can judge it, judge me. But I really, I didn't just throw darts at the boards to come up with those 500 investment decisions. I had a framework. I had a methodology. I, I believed in buying quality. I still believe in buying quality, well-run businesses. Buy them when they're cheap. I instituted that quality. And that's, when I look at those 100 investment decisions, that's what I did. And so I don't know if that's luck, that could, pay, that could be all luck, or is that all skill and hard work? I like to think it's skill and hard work. So the thing, so the, going back to this whole luck concept, the reason why he talks about luck is he kind of brings it into this whole concept of that because investing is more luck than skill, it's really impossible to be kind of like that master investor, be that token, you know, uh, god of investing type of thing. And you know what, you know, fine, if that's what you think, great. But you know what, I'm not trying to be a master investor. And the people that I'm training to, be, to who want to learn how to invest, want to invest, don't want to be master investors. They just want to make reasonable decisions that are going to help them make a reasonable amount of money. They're not looking to, you know, outperform the market. They're not looking to beat the S&P 500. They're not looking for a performance bonus. They're just looking to make a decent return that's going to allow them to meet their financial goals. And that's the thing, and that's the thing. So maybe this person here who's written this article is coming from a different perspective that it's outperformance. Well, that's that Bay Street, Wall Street mentality. But for the rest of us normal people, it's we're not out to try to be Jedi masters of investing. I sure as hell am not, because it's impossible. We're not gonna make 100% solid investment decisions. So that's one element to it. Um, what else was he talking about? The one thing he talks about is that there's no point practicing uh, investing because a lot of times most of the people when they practice they're they're practicing the wrong things and in this I kind of agree with them because and I'll read the quote just here you can do much worse than trying to emulate market wizards of the past what so many so-called professional investors consider practice is nothing of the sort they spend their entire careers <coughs> excuse me reading the news watching financial TV trading stocks on rumors and tips and practicing old wives tales and myths they can spend 50,000 hours during their career engaging in these type of activities and, and in their mind achieved a mastery. In that sense, I agree with them because it is, it's not just practice for the sake of practice, it's practicing, some, practicing a sound and developing a methodology and an ideology and sort of developing. And one of the things about investing, it's a very iterative process. A company, literally the process of analyzing a company is literally the same process. I teach people to answer eight fundamental questions and, uh, when they're evaluating a stock. And that's literally what I do company by company. I'm asking the same eight questions. And yeah, it, at times it can be kind of, yeah, it can be really boring. And it can be really redundant. But that's investing. That's the gig. <laughs> and so you got to be, and it's a key quant competency of people who are really successful at it, is they're really, they're, even despite the, the iteracy or the iteration nature of investing, they're engaged in the process. They're still willing to do that and get in, in, engaged in that kind of thing. Um, what's the other thing? Um, they talk about, oh yeah, he talks about, uh, 
you know, so he talks about like, okay, don't invest. Uh, you know, practicing investing is useless. So it's you're better off actually doing nothing. And I guess this is where the whole concept of passive investing is kind of you know coming in there, where it just says you basically just put your money in everything and put your money on all the chips in the, on, the, on the roulette deal, and you're going to get the return anyway, and not even bother having to spend that couch potato kind of um, mentality. And uh, yeah, I could it, there is a value in that, but I just tell you if, to to be more financially uh, uh, independent and have a competency. Uh, a higher level of competency and proficiency in investing, you have to have three things. That education, the empowerment, having the confidence to make investment decisions, being able to control that, control your emotions and your behaviors towards uh, money is a core point, but also that engagement factor of just practicing is just that critical um, element to it. So again, it's a lot of times I see these type of articles and just talking down to us and it just really gets me annoyed because I really, and I can only say it because of the people I've worked with in the past who have come in not knowing about investing and seeing them with an element of confidence, seeing them engaged in that process, and seeing them successful, making good, sound, successful, and uh, positive investment decisions. It can happen. It can be done. And it's, a, it's the cornerstone of my practice. And if I didn't think I could do it, and if I didn't think people were capable of doing it, I wouldn't even bother doing. It. I like why would I? Why am I even doing this? Why am I bother teaching anybody, teaching the stuff, teaching people how to invest? It's just uh, it's just a waste of my time. So I like to just you know saying uh, for people who are looking out there, who are willing to start investing, and are a little afraid and you know stuff, don't be afraid. The best thing you do is just do those three things: get educated. Um, learn those core principles of investing. You know, I'm one person who teaches it. You can I teach it online. You can go online and register for any of the courses that I have on investing, buying and selling stocks, or buying and selling ETFs. Those type of pre, uh, those type of things, and and building them. That's the first step uh, you want to do when you're when you're getting out there. So. That's all I had to say. Um, it's just something that really got off my chest. I've kind of had this lingering, and uh, I kind of wanted to go off on it. Actually, as soon as I read it, um, but I said, you know what? I'm going to chill out and uh, let better, let better things uh, play out. So, if you have any comments about this, um, love to hear from you. You can hit me through my website, uh, www.sageinvestors.ca, or you can hit me, uh, send me an email through it, or you can go. Uh, my handle on Twitter is at Sage Investors. I'm on there constantly, tweeting about market observations, my own personal investment decisions, my own personal thought processes when I'm framing my investment decisions. I tweet them out in real time. So you know, you want to hit me through there, you can uh, direct message me through there. So that's all I got for you today. This has uh, been another episode of Stock Talk. Uh, my name is Amon Rain again from Sage Investors, and we'll catch you again another time. Cheers.